Welcome in. This is 300 Yards to Unknown. I'm Rick Gaiman, and joining me, as he does every Wednesday from the score, you can find him at EPAT Golf. It's Eric Patterson. What up, my dude? I'm doing, uh, yeah, not much. Uh, I was going to, I thought you were going to ask how you're doing, but I was going <laughs> to say, it up. yeah, not as, uh, I'm not doing as well as you, Mr. Uh, Rick Run Good. Guys, uh, on a heater, but, uh, uh, yeah, high expectations for you this week. So, good luck rick run great at the moment but as we know that is uh one of the least sustainable things is picking golf winners but i will i will embrace it for now until someone burns me which is probably going to happen this week Epat. i don't know you're on you're on a guy that i've been a little ice cold personally and i'm kind of leaning in the same direction you are this week so Uh-oh. we shall see we shall see all right we'll reveal that later let's talk about last week RBC Heritage, Webb Simpson takes it down. Uh, I think, okay, just removing myself from the fact that I was heavily invested in Webb Simpson, I had like top tens on Abe Answer. I had an outright on Abe. Like he was my like Webb was my one and done pick. He was just like everywhere. I just had him everywhere. I remove all of that. The last two and a half to three hours of that golf event, everything after the weather delay, was phenomenally entertaining. There, yeah, there was something about the weather delay obviously sucked. I think going into Sunday, everyone was really excited to see how that leaderboard was going to unfold with, you know, another pretty solid group uh, in contention. And that weather delay kind of took the wind out of people's sails, but they came back and it was just like a flurry of golf shots. And it was just like constant and guys making runs. You had Berger chipping in, you had uh, Kepka, yeah. Kepka grabbed a piece. Um, J- I guess JT made the he made a run like right before the delay, but came out and I think he had a putt to another birdie look, but like, it was just, there were so many guys in that, that, uh, that little, as they were fighting darkness, um, you know, the pace of play picked up and it was just, yeah, very entertaining. And I couldn't really watch like turn away. The fact that we did not have to finish on Monday was great. Oh. Uh, the fact that they got it in. Yeah. JT shot a 63 with two bogeys on the card. Like that's freaking unbelievable. Like he's yeah, yeah, so good. good. He might, he might win this week. Honestly, it's, it seems like one of those weeks where a big guy is going to get it, but JT found something. Brooks found something. It was just, uh, things are trending up for a lot of the game's best. Which now includes Webb Simpson, uh, top five player in the world. Second win this season after four second place finishes last year. Uh, th- I think there was a moment and this can kind of, we can talk a little bit about the broadcast too. And, and the uh, letting the, letting the mics run, um, there was a perfect moment on 18, which I think is the epitome of Webb Simpson, which he's walking up 18 fairway with Paul Tesori, his caddy. And he mentioned something about something they need to add to the yardage book for next year, which is like my, my guy, uh, like you're trying to make, you know, birdie or par on 18 on the 72nd hole on Sunday to win the golf tournament. And you are thinking about, like making improvements for next year. Like this guy, he just never, he never stops. It's pretty crazy to think about. I actually missed that part that you're talking about, but um, I mean, that's kind of just how in the zone he is. Like he's probably not even thinking about the situation or like what's at stake. He's just focused on, you know, at that point he was focused on his yardage book and he was focused on getting a good number for the final shot. Like it didn't, the moment didn't kind of overtake and didn't get too nervous. I think that's uh a sign of someone who's been there before, but yeah, that's pretty another testament to uh, 
you know, I'm not the only one who's probably beating the drum of no fans, but I thought I, I, I didn't miss them again. I, we got more great, uh, interactions between caddies, between players, um, you know, more hot mics, picking up F words and, uh, yep. more entertaining pieces of, of video from that, uh, from that, uh, you know, stream, um, you know, I think Rom's caddy dropped a giant F bomb that was picked up, which is yep. pretty good. But yeah, just, I've been, haven't been missing the fans and the golf's been fantastic. So we're two for two coming out of the break. If we could find a way to never let fans back in, I would be absolutely thrilled. Like, obviously that's not going to happen. There's revenue, there's excitement, there's growing the game. There's all of that. But I, I have thoroughly enjoyed the lack of fans and the, uh, I mean, CBS may has, I mean, they've basically said this, like they've made an effort to just stop talking, to just, to just shut up and let, let the mics pick up what they're going to pick up, whether that is player caddy stuff, whether it is on 18, what were they ripping? Um, Vic, uh, who was it? Ortiz's caddy for not raking, yeah, the bunker. not raking the bunker. That's what like, that is stuff we would have never, ever, ever have heard. Yeah, that was, that was good. Um, I guess that, uh, did you hear what Faldo said? Uh, he was kind of in the, light, the spotlight and then him and Kepka are going back and forth, which I love when Kepka gets into a beef <laughs> with a media member or someone um, and just taking subtle jabs here and there. It just shows that, I don't know, maybe this is looking too far into it, but I think when Kepka is like a little pissed off, um, he, he plays a little better and has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. So yeah, that fascinating stuff um, from Faldo. <laughs> and then Kepka puts it to three feet from 330 yards and more fascinating stuff. Kepka said it was a fascinating week. So he's uh, he definitely hears everything. And I thought, yeah, no mics, again, led to another, um, you know, good good moments, good entertainment from Kepka Faldo perspective. It's a fascinating beef. Uh, okay, yeah. So in the same way that, like, I feel like Kepka loves that stuff. Like Patrick Reed loves that stuff too, right? Like if you're, if you're, if you have an opportunity to get a chip on your shoulder, they take it. Um, and I think the Kepka part wasn't his tweet. Wasn't his fascinating stuff tweet like during the weather delay. So like yeah, this guy's was... like in the locker room, like clapping back at Nick Faldo. <laughs> and then he, yeah, he, it was mid mid weather delay, delay. And then he came out and I think he was, his first few shots were within like six feet as approach shot. So he was just dialed in, but then kind of lost it down the stretch. But yeah, that was, uh, Kepka definitely, uh, doesn't not search for his name on Twitter or at least he sees the PGA <laughs> tour mentions. Yeah. He, um, he, uh, he had me nervous for a while because he was throwing darts. He had that three hole stretch that he played four under, I think it was 10, 11 and 12. Uh, and he was firing darts on the back and I'm like, holy crap, this guy's going to run up here and steal this thing and, and take everything away. But luckily the putter cooled off a little bit. Yeah. That weather delay, I think definitely helped web and answer kind of separate, um, Manhattan for that matter. Cause, uh, it didn't like that for a while. It looked like JT was and for Telly at 17 under was, it was going to be tough to kind of get there. Cause web kind of came out of the gates a little slow answer was kind of the same. And then the weather hit and. I think Webb alluded to it. He could just, he felt like he could play a lot more aggressive with softer greens and um, start kind of hitting his putts and you saw them starting to drop, but yeah, Kepka came out fire and all those guys soft course. These guys can go low. It, it was uh proven there on Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Webby uh, flipped, flipped to the switch there. Uh, is he the player of the year now? Uh, he's got two wins and a few other top fives. It's, 
he's got, definitely in the conversation. I would say it's between him or Justin Thomas, who has two other wins. So yeah, so the the, the guys with two wins are Webb Simpson, Justin Thomas, and <laughs> Brenton Todd. But Sorry, uh, Todd. <laughs> yeah, not not gonna happen. So Webb's got uh, yeah five top tens. Justin Thomas has ten of them. If you care at all about the FedEx Cup points, which you shouldn't, uh, Webb is in the lead there. But not that that matters. Yeah. So right now it's a two horse race. Now, yeah. th- this kind of came up a little bit, um, I think it came up on, on the CBS pod, where like t- majors, um, they're kind of used as tiebreakers a lot in the player of the year discussion, So, but you're only going to get one major this season. So are you just going to give it to the guy who wins the PGA? Or like, well, obviously, if one of these guys who already has a win wins a major, like he probably becomes the de facto player of the year. But like, it's it's weird now. Yeah, it is, especially after last year's Player of the Year conversation with Kepka and his majors versus Rory and his players and the money. So maybe they'll just, you know, whoever has the most money kind of wins Player of the Year, which I could see that happening um, depending on who wins the PGA. If if JT goes and wins the PGA, then obviously he's the clear-cut Player of the Year. Um, but yeah, last year last year they, uh, they kind of debunked that theory. I think it's more a lot of guys vote. Um, who earns the most money and who is kind of most consistent throughout the season and not just the major championship. So we'll probably see that again, this, this shortened weird season. And then next year we got six majors. So we'll see (laughs) who dominates those. Then someone's going to win two majors next year and not be the player of the year. Uh, (laughs) It's um, yeah. So I I think Rory very clearly to me, I think should have won it last year. And I think he correctly did low key though. Justin Thomas, uh, if you want to talk about like the money list and, and this doesn't include the bonuses for like the tour championship or whatever, he won the money title in 2017. He won it in 2018. He was, uh, I don't know if he was still leading it right now or he's like top two right now. I can check in one second. He is, oh, come on. Uh, I'll check, but he was like first or second after RBC Heritage. He should have won it last year too, but he missed that time because he wrapped his club around a tree at Honda. Like low key, yeah, this guy could be four years in a row the money winner. That's a he, guy likes his box. Um, I, I would yeah. He's definitely he's got to be the odds-on favorite to win money title again this year. So JT, uh, yeah, he when he when he started, he was. I remember he used to always talk about like him being so his floor and ceiling were so far apart now it's a narrow narrow gap and i think last week we saw that he didn't really have it didn't really have it a colonial in fact i think back-to-back top tens if i'm remembering correctly so jt's knocking at the door kapka's knocking at the door bryson's knocking at the door um and we got some big events i guess this week's pretty sweet then memorial then the pga will be here before we know it yeah i think we're actually gonna get um there's gonna be a week here where we don't get this star studded field. It's probably next week, honestly, next week. Yeah. Yeah. These guys have been going three weeks in a row. Um, yeah. And going to Detroit rocket mortgage. It was not really that strong of a field last year. And then I think a week off there and then they head to Memorial. So I think next week it's going to be kind of the lull in the schedule. Fowler will be there. He's got to promote uh, yeah, rocket mortgage insurance or whatever it is. So he'll be there, but other yeah. guys who knows what what does pmi even mean rick that's what that's from right <laughs> um the okay the event before the memorial has an official name now 
I don't, yeah, I don't I saw know. That. I don't know when this happened. Uh, there was a lot of other stuff going on, but the workday <laughs> work charity open at Mirfield Village Golf Club, uh, that is a bottom five name on tour. <laughs> yeah, when these names come out, I always think how I'm going to write them in headlines, and it's probably just going to be the workday workday charity open is all right. I, I could deal with that. We don't need the course in there as well, but. Why can't we just call it? It's, it should have uh, just been, I guess, the charity they want to do, but it could have been the workday open. That could have been like the easy, the easy solution here. But I do think you'll get, I don't know, like you won't get Tiger to play back to back, obviously, but like you will probably get more guys to play that because it's like, ah, like I'll be here for two weeks anyway. I might as well just try to win all the way. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be great prep for the memorial, which is yeah. uh, a pretty marquee event. So I don't see why guys at least go see the course play four rounds. If you're not like super invested in the tournament, it's not the end of the world. And you just gear up for Memorial. And I think that's probably what we're going to see. So those fields should be pretty similar. I know Memorial is a limited field, so you'll have yeah. guys who have to sit out, but um, yeah, I think next week is going to be this run end of the run. And then we'll start back up again with yeah, three. We have a WGC at the end of, end of July, beginning of August as well. So good stretch yeah it's crazy man it's crazy Coming right? in fast. and the like pga it's... the pga championship will be here before you know it like yeah, one after another it's nuts and then um, it's the fedex cup playoffs and then it's... and then it's the u.s open and then it's like come on <laughs> i don't uh, mind it though i like like you get with so much golf all every week for a, like pretty much 52 weeks it's it becomes tiring but this little sprint here is uh it's energy it re-energized me at least it's fun it's yeah. uh nice it's gonna be cool um one thing that we should talk about from last week and i think you tweeted this out um started to feel like march a little bit as nick watney on oh frig oh man i know i like i was nervous my my world started to spin and then like now i've already forgotten about it which is probably bad but nick watney uh test positive for covid uh withdrawals after the first round uh friday morning got tested positive gets sent home or whatever gets sent into quarantine. Now the, the good news out of this is, uh, I guess using contact tracing the tour followed up with 11 other tests of people who may have been exposed to Nick Watney, whether they were players, whether they were, uh, staff or personnel, all of those came back negative. So E Pat, uh, this was the first time the tour had to kind of use the response plan as opposed to just like the preparation plan so far. So good. Yeah, that I was, you know, at first I was a little a little hesitant because there were reports that Watney was, you know, he had these symptoms. I guess it was just like a elevated breathing rate through through the night that kind of triggered a, you know, an eyebrow raised. But then there were the reports where he was on the grounds Friday after receiving his test, but still awaiting results. And he was talking to McElroy, you know, Kepka saw him in the parking lot. Apparently he was on the driving range. So I just found that a little um concerning. Uh, but like you said, they are obviously they're maintaining enough distance where this the virus isn't spreading throughout the tour. It was good to see that the 11 guys that did get tested, his groupmates, the caddies all um, tested negative. And then I guess today we're going to they're going to release the results for this week. So we'll find out later, later in the afternoon just to find out if any more positive tests happen, because it does take I think it does take a little while for the the virus to kind of fester and for it to show up on a test. So we will see, but last week, definitely they handled it. Well, I was uh, pleasantly surprised. I was prepared for a disaster for sure. Like, well, I... there was a, there was one tweet where someone said 
uh, it was, there was rumors of more tests, more positive tests coming. So I was just like, oh, we've got, we got to shut this thing down. Cause I knew, I knew one positive test wasn't going to shut down the tournament. They, that was never the plan, but there was never a number that they have said where that would cancel the tournament that were that stop the tournament. Like if, if three guys tested, you don't know, they, they might kept, might've kept playing. But if 10 guys or 15 guys, like you've got to shut it down at that point. And as bad as it is, I think it depends on which guys. Like, quite frankly, if Rory McElroy tested hate, positive. Yeah. You hate that that might be a factor, but I think it definitely right. is. Yeah. It, de- it definitely is. It's or, sad to say. It's, it's unbelievable. It's terrible, but it's definitely a factor. And I also think it would, there might not be a number, but there would be like a critical mass of like if six guys, if 10 guys, if 12 guys, and then everyone else was like, uh, like I, I'm not. I don't want to play. Like I, I don't yeah. feel comfortable with this. Hopefully. You 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 might just get like enough pressure from players. So I, I hope I hope we don't ever have to find out that situation yeah. or what the number is. But like that is definitely part of it. But they yeah I again I hope we never have to cross that bridge. Right, in, talking about one guy testing positive is enough for me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I was nervous Friday. I thought we were going to be going back into a and that was also the day where like. MLB teams were, you know, yes. shutting down camp, and uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning had like seven or eight guys test, and they were uh, shutting down phase two of their restart. So it was like there were so many bad stories. That's why I said it felt like March twelfth all over again because it kind of felt like there was, uh, you know, just a sudden surge in the sports world, and I was. I was nervous. I got very nervous. The Friday news dump was terrible. Like Ruins every weekend, it could ruin it. North American teams all over are shutting it down. Uh, yeah, it, it was bad. Um, Sergio Garcia comes to the, the defense <laughs> of Nick Watney, says, nicest guy in the world. Hate that this has happened to Nick. And then basically says something along the lines of, there's other guys who deserved it more or something like that. Like, there are other guys. Uh, and and I hate that we didn't get the follow-up question of like, uh, hey, Serge, uh, who, who are you talking yeah, about? Elaborate who, on who, some who, names here. Who who are the guys that uh, should have gotten this instead of Nick Watney? Like, unbelievable. I mean, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt that there was like a little bit of a translation error there. But at the same time, he prefaced it with saying Nick Watney is one of the nicest guys. If he said like, <laughs> right, yeah. If he said one of the safest or he's like most cautious, yeah. But there's other guys who deserve it more. That would make sense because there's obviously guys who might not be following the rules. But he said nicest guys, which makes you believe that there's, you know, guys he doesn't <laughs> like that are deserving of it. I was just, oh man, Sergio's I... never been one to, um, yeah, he's 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 been known to stir the pot once in a while before. So some guys never change. God, that was like I just started laughing when I saw him what say a, that. He's got like a hit list, like in uh, what was that movie? Billy uh, Madison. Billy Madison. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's got a list of guys just cross it off as as he Definitely. goes along. But hopefully, no one on on Sergio Sergio's list gets it. Um, JT was pretty critical of Hilton Head, uh, saying basically everywhere you know they drove past, uh, just didn't seem like people cared at all. Which. Um, if you click, if you like click the tw- Twitter replies, like you should probably not. It was a cesspool, but like yeah. there, there is something that I think people hate about rich people telling you that you shouldn't be having fun. But at the same time, like if that's his, if that's his observation that people aren't taking it seriously in Hilton Head, like I don't know why that's a controversial statement. Like that you maybe maybe take heed. Yeah, like I, people, I guess people 
from that area or people who are acting the same way would be, you know, take offense to that. But I, I think that's good for, you know, good for JT because he obviously sees that he's taking it serious. And there's other guys on tour who, you know, Kepka has been talking about how seriously he's taking it. And he knows that, you know, a couple more of these tests, positive tests, and they're shut down and no one wants to see that. So it's a, it's a good wake up call for these guys. Um, it's unfortunate that someone did have to test positive, but yeah, JT kind of calling out an entire region probably isn't the best look for him. Um, <laughs> I, like me, I'm, I'm up here in Toronto. We're, we're taking it pretty serious, but I know there's, and we're, we're, we're maintaining kind of limiting the number of positive tests daily. But, uh, just from what I've, seen and read numbers wise it seems like florida and some of the southern states are maybe not taking it as serious so um we'll see how how uh if cromwell connecticut is as much of a zoo as it was last week at hilton head because i could see hilton head being a little more leisure a lot more beaches a lot more going kind of going on with the nice weather but yeah cromwell we'll see if it's a party or not yeah, I mean the numbers. The numbers show that America stopped caring about about this. So yeah, I'm not in a position to say <laughs> things like that. I just, it's not my, it's not my. Uh, yeah, that's not a place I want to go. But I just know, like, it seems like the Cromwell, Connecticut area. They had a surge early, but I think they're doing a lot better now. So guys should be a little more comfortable um, in uh, this week, at least. Well, fingers crossed. And I was, I was very, I was. I was proud of JT to hear that right to your exact point, that fact that he he's taking it seriously. And I think other guys are, I did want to get um, less thing on this because I'll, I'll have to follow up. I wanted to talk to Mark Immelman, who is our colleague over at CBS sports, who was on site. And I wanted to ask him about like, did things change like, you know, from Thursday to Friday, it looked like less guys were even fist bumping. There was no fist bumps. There was like, it seemed like they were, I don't know you notice after the rounds, they were just casually, you know, fist bumping. It was, which is, again, there is it's not the end of the world. It's not shaking hands. These guys are still talking about washing their hands all the time, but like they were noticeably like air fist pumping, which I think is a quick reaction to the Watney news. And that's a positive sign. So maybe guys are going to be washing their hands more, sanitizing more, wiping down the flag sticks more, just a little bit of a wake up call. I think they might've been a little complacent coming out of the, out of the gates. Wake up call is a good word for it. Um, this week, Travelers Championship, TPC River Highlands, Cromwell, Connecticut. Always, uh, this always gets good reviews from players. Uh, this is kind of uh, it's a it's a well run event. It's a great course, but this is also now we've got these these events lumped together. And actually, this is the first event that's still in its original spot of the schedule. That's right. Yeah. I, I don't know how many more of these we have. Like uh, not many. Near field, near, no, I don't. I don't remember the old schedule. It's changed so many times. But um, yeah, this one is definitely the first. It's this one, 3M Open, and like that is it for the rest yeah. of the year. Are the ones that are in its original scheduled position. Pretty crazy. Yeah, this this tournament does get. You know, it's. I think it's always voted, or at least recent years, it's been voted like kind of the best tournament. Yeah, for these players to attend, and it's the week after the U.S. Open usually, or the last few years it has been. Um, so it just kind of goes to show what the tournament organizers, how they treat the players, how they treat the caddies, because they always get a strong field, even though it is after a major. So these, it might be different without fans, but it sounds like these guys are excited to to return to this area. It is also um, now that we've kind of had these three events in a row, this, you know, we have like the Florida swing. Uh, this is like the swing of 
you don't have to be a long hitter. Like this is the swing of like anybody can win type of thing. I mean, TPC River Highlands is a shade over 6,800 yards. Like obviously distance helps, but it is not required here for like basically the third straight week. So you should get these guys like Daniel Berger, like Webb Simpson. Like you don't, it's a little bit, a little bit different this week. You're getting more of an, uh, you know, more advantageous if you're, if you're uh, a long hitter, but it's certainly not required. And that always EPAT, that's always what players like because 90% of them can't hit the ball like Rory can. Yeah, this, I think the first week colonial was, we thought it was a bit of a, not like not rewarding the bombers last week. Definitely didn't. Um, yeah. Cause you guys just, you can't hit driver because they're just stuff in the way at like 330 yards <laughs> it's like literally tr- things there yeah, yeah. <laughs> water t- trees all those things that get in the way um but this i think this week any course where bubba's won three times I, <laughs> like you ha- you have to reward blank somehow like it ha- bubba's not just hitting iron off the tee and winning so i think there's a distance element but that's being said these the shorter hitters will have a chance um they're just gonna have to they're gonna have to gain a lot more strokes through you know irons short game putting because there's gonna be guys who are gaining six or seven shots throughout the week off the tee and uh we know those who those names are gonna be um and i'm and i'm sure a lot of them will rise to the top so i think it's uh it'll probably be it'll look like I don't want to say it's all going to be bombers, but I think a lot of the long guys are going to be at the top and then you'll sprinkle in a few of the the iron putter players um, throughout the, throughout the top of the leaderboard. Question for you, because you brought up Bubba. Um, Bubba Watson might have a hall of fame career. If he only played three courses and those being TPC river Highlands, where he's won three times. Uh, Riviera, where he's won twice, and Augusta, where he's won twice. So he has seven wins and two majors across three courses. To put that into perspective, I'm trying to find a guy who has seven wins and like two majors who's in the Hall of Fame. Um, uh, yeah. Ratif Goosen. Ratif Goosen has seven PGA Tour wins, and obviously this is the World Golf Hall of Fame, so it's not just PGA Tour. But Goosen's got seven PGA wins, two majors. He's in the Hall of Fame. Harry Varden, same. Uh, well, no, he all of his seven were majors. But like, so I guess Retief Goosen's the closest thing. But they're all PGA yeah. wins. I'm sure he has more international wins. But it's kind of crazy, right? Just three courses. It is. I, yeah, that is. We know Bubba tracks, and this <laughs> is definitely one of them. It's uh, it's wild how how successful he's been at. You know, Riviera is no no joke. Augusta, obviously, we know all about. So. It's funny if he just, you know, he just stuck to this three course rotation, he'd probably, uh, yeah, that's quite a career. I think that I think Bubba is definitely going to be in the hall of fame one day. I'm not, I don't have the criteria right in front of me, but I think seven and, and two majors is, uh, something that should get you in. Um, yeah. yeah plus, Bubba. plus the other, I mean, so he's got 12 PGA tour wins, yeah, so uh, total. He'll definitely be he's in. Yeah, for sure. He's in, He'll but win. Webb Webb just got, I think Webb's at seven now with, uh, a U.S. Open, a Players, um, he might have won a Fed, like a, a playoff event. So Webb's uh, starting to flirt with the Hall of Fame. He's he, they're they're looking for his number. Yeah, you get a couple more, um, especially because Bubba. So Bubba's got, um, yeah. So Bubba has the the match play. He's got he's got a couple of WGCs, right? A couple of ma- a couple of majors. Yeah, like 
he, this looks like a Hall of Fame resume to me. And it's, yeah, like you said, he's done majority of that work on three courses, and one of them this week. And I think he's uh, a lot of people are he's a popular pick, uh, deservingly so. He's been playing pretty solid um, even before the break, but definitely after. Didn't really play great on the weekend at the Heritage, but um, not a course that should fit Bubba's kind of shape it bomb and gouge type of play. So this is uh this is one where if Bubba's really on, he's going to be in contention. Yeah. So who, who, what pairing did he get? He got Wes Bryan and, uh, Sung Kang. Sung Kang. Who doesn't have the best reputation on tour from what I've read. Uh, Yeah. Rumors say Sung Kang uh, and Joel Damon tells us, uh, not necessarily the greatest record of, uh, oh man, I forgot. I always forget that like Joel Damon was, you know, blue in the face trying to say that he dropped in the wrong spot. Yeah. That's a, that's a feud that I think Damon's going to hold with him for the rest of his career. But uh, yeah, Bubba just came out and said that there's a two, sometimes <laughs> the tee sheets are a one, it depends who you're playing with, but some guys are a one or two shot penalty just before you tee off. So we, we don't know if Sung Kang or I think him and Wesley Bryan had some fun at the heritage, but we'll cool. see if Sung Kang's one of those players that Bubba was talking about um, being kind of a, you know, a hindrance on his game, if you will. Yeah, that was fun. Um, tea times just dropped. It looks like so. I'm I'm scrolling through them now, but cool. This will be this will be sweet. Those guys Mickelson, are going Mickelson and Bryson together, and and, and Rory. Rory and Rory. Yeah, How about that group? Launchpad. Uh, Bubba Sung Kang and Wes Bryan going off Thursday afternoon, twelve thirty. I guess this is Eastern time. They they always yeah. do local time, so that'll be Eastern time. Um, all right, Epat, let's make a pick for this week. Now let's review last week real quick. Mama. I mean, the whole Twitter has been all over you, so why not take another one more bow here, Rick? One, one more victory lap before another tournament starts. Uh, I had Webb Simpson. He did pretty good last week, 1.2 million bones. Uh, you had Sungjae Im, who missed the cut, although I will tell you, I think Sungjae bounces back in a big way this week, my friend. I, don't know I would expect it. Was, yeah, we saw him on the range Saturday morning looking for a tee Okay, time. okay. That was one of the better pictures <laughs> so, of the Saturday morning. Is that average. because he's on the charter and he's waiting for the charter to leave? I think so, Or yeah. he, like, literally just didn't want to leave and just wanted to go, like, grind balls on the range? Probably probably both. Like, he, like a missed cut for him. Well, all right, that's just uh, another six hours at the range. That's all- also, that's he's thing. still in his full, like, presumably yeah, he looked- what he would have wore on Saturday. It's like he showed up to the, tea, like the course Saturday. <laughs> Excuse me. Couldn't couldn't find his name on the T-sheet or didn't get a text from the PGA Tour. And just kind of stunned. He's like, well, what do you mean I don't have to play this weekend? Yeah. I thought, dude, yeah. couldn't, dude couldn't show up in sweats and like a T-shirt. He had yeah, to like he went, full gear. I guess he could. I think he had pants on too. I don't know if they're allowed to wear shorts, but he um, looked ready to go if uh, someone, someone needed a, an extra partner there. Yeah, if they need a marker, Sungjae will gladly play with you. Um, all right, Epat, I'm, I'll go first since I won last week. Uh, now, I don't know how we're doing this. We've never really defined the rules here. You're uh, whatever, whatever we're doing, you're winning. <laughs> but I mean, like, can I use a? I can't use the same guy I've used before, or can I? Why not? I'm gonna, go for I, it. I, I, want, I want Bryson. Did you, did you take Bryson at Colonial? Yeah, I did. All right, I'll give you a free pass in Colonial because this probably is a Bryson week. I am I'm, I'm so okay. There's like sometimes, and I don't know, it's only happened a couple of times where I'm like, I feel so strong. Like last week on web, I obviously felt very strongly. I don't feel that strongly, but like, but I, I feel very strongly that Bubba is going to win a lot or not Bubba, excuse me. Bryson is going to win a lot of golf tournaments, like in a very short period of time. 
and I just think it might start this week. Like, I, like I'm so the, – the stat that I gave was uh, of the top five strokes gained guys this year, they combined for six wins. Bryson is second on the list and really? has zero of them, like yeah. none of them. It, it's just unsustainable for him to keep playing this well and not – win so like i don't know if it's this week or in a couple weeks or whatever but like he's gonna win a lot this so coming out of the break we were all talking about bryson is he's even before the break he was kind of trending in that direction a couple top fives and then coming out i was like you know colonial doesn't really fit him he proved me wrong rbc heritage again doesn't fit him i wasn't too sold on him but again played solid t to green um and this i don't know if i can dodge a third bullet to be honest um this yeah. seems like so i went uh i have like this gps app that goes through like courses you can use on the course i did a quick tour of tpc river highlands um set it where these guys will be playing from and i counted 11 holes where i think bryson will be able to hit driver <laughs> that's not including a, a drivable par four on the back nine that's like yeah because he's gonna yards. hit he's gonna hit three he's gonna hit like six iron there <laughs> yeah like that's just a little like he could I, again, the yardages were maybe a bit different than what they're going to be playing, but like there's going to be a series of holes where if he's hitting at 350, which I think he's averaging 340, he's going to have like 80 yards in like consecutively. And those are like, those are the runs where they, he just gets in such a groove. Like he, it's playing like the same hole pretty much over and over again. Driver, you know, half wedge, gap wedge, whatever his distance is. So he could, he like, it's, this might be the week where he just unleashes it and, you know, he, he can he probably gained like eight shots off the tee um and he's had success here before and uh he had two top tens here and neither of those times did he gain a full shot off the tee so okay you tweeted this this yeah. is so good right i this is this is what was kind of like this cement not like i was i was very close i was like jt had my full attention bryson had my full attention and when i saw this so so tell us tell the people what this is if you if you readjust his off the tee numbers right yeah so this is kind of like fudging the numbers around to figure out, like give a result that you want, but at the same time, so two top tens in the last two years um, at TPC river highlands. But if you put his average strokes gain off the tee from 2020, so a decent sample size, which is 5.6, I think if you put that off the tee average into his last two results here, he would have won in 2018 and he would have came second to Ches Revy in 2019. So hmm. he like, there's not many golfers who have got over like gone through a transformation the way Bryson has. And I think um, if he doesn't gain five shots off the tee this week, I would be like stunned. Like yeah. that this is a, he gained three last week at heritage and he wasn't, he was barely hitting drivers. So, um, you know, easily five, five strokes off the tee this week. And I think like, yeah, this is uh it's, it's, it suits perfectly for him. It almost seems too easy, which is why I'm hesitant. <laughs> it does feel too easy, right? Like it shouldn't, you shouldn't just be able to like see this projection and then line up to a course and you're just like, all right, he's going to win. Like there's still so much golf that has to be played, but at the same time, it's, it seems like this is the week where he, he gets it done. The crazy part is he told us he was going to do this. That that's like the oh. crazy part. He was like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be the best, the best guy off the tee." Good and luck. He's, at, do, good he's luck. doing it. Like yeah. he didn't. It's this. So this week, and then I don't know if he's playing next week, but he's won at Muirfield. He won the Memorial two years ago, I believe. So, so yeah, there's two tournaments there. Um, so it, it 
I guess if you want to look at this from a betting perspective, he, even if it, even at 12 to one, and you think he wins one of the next three events that he plays in, assuming he takes next week off, um, like you just, it's an automatic bet. I think. I don't know how he doesn't win. All right. So who, so who are you picking here? You're I saying mean, that we, about we... a guy. <laughs> Say that about a guy in a 156 man field. I don't know how he wasn't. This is like Tiger Woods of 2000. I don't know how he doesn't win. So who All are you right, thinking? Gonna, I'll go Cap. I'll go Capka. Okay. I think Capka is uh, kind of in the same. You know, he Capka was first and off the tee last week, so I think that's gonna definitely help him here. And then, yeah, just seems like a time he's trending up. He he said he's never felt better currently than uh, than he has in like the past few years, ever since he's had that knee issue and. He talked about the juices getting going again, so I think Kepka's ready to win. He's kind of sick and tired of being overlooked and talking about Bryson and just kind of wants to prove a point here. So Brooks is my pick. Looked really good. I, I like that one a lot. All right, that'll do it. Eric Patterson at EPAC Golf. You can find his work on The Score. What's going on at The Score? Download The Score app. That's all I got to say. I'm not much of a personal salesman, but uh, The Score app is by far the best sports app out there so that's all i gotta say it is a great app you should definitely download it um all right that'll do it for this episode of 300 yards to unknown we'll see you next time